Hello and welcome to my podcast. I don't know how it happened, but with me, Annie Hayes Pantony, yoga business owner, actress, and definitely menopausal. For years, I wanted to do stand-up, but hey, I'm not funny. So I thought at least if I come on here, I won't get heckled. I'd love you to join me on this crazy little ride called midlife. So if you're a woman on this roller coaster and you'd like tips, advice, insight into my research on signs and symptoms, I can hopefully help you through yours. It'll be inspirational, playful, educational and thought-provoking, funny, witty, sometimes gritty and possibly the occasional tears. So hey, grab a copper, get comfy and join me, the host, with my foggy brain and, and, um, hey, why don't you just listen? Welcome along, listeners, and as always, I promise you that I have delightful guests, and for sure, you're going to love this one. So, Jennifer Merrifield. Now, Jennifer is in Canada, and she is a personal excellence mentor and master coach. She's been in the industry for about 15 years now and has an exceptional record of helping people break through and transform their most limiting habits and patterns. Now, ladies, working with Jennifer, well, she helps you in four ways. One, to release trauma. Two, eliminate worry and fear. To create purpose and passion and to master true self confidence. And I, for one, am totally with her on that one, that's for sure. (laughs) With many certifications that she has from various branches of the coaching and communications field, her greatest evidence to success are the many dozens of high-level testimonials. And, you know, you can read them on her website. Now, you can get hold of uh, Jennifer on Instagram and her website on Instagram if you just follow Jennifer Merrifield. But hey, let's get on with this because I can't wait to talk to her. So here she is. Welcome, Jennifer. Thanks, Annie. It's great to be here. No, it's lovely. I love it from across the the waters. I know, I know. So exciting. It's wonderful. Okay, so thank you, firstly, for agreeing to come on today. Now, I guess, because, yep, you know that my podcast is all about, you know, helping women in menopause. So I just want to ask you, what's your experience of menopause up to this point? Where are you? You know, where are you? Where am I? Where am I? Yeah, I guess there's kind of two sides of that because one side of it is um, where my clients are. So I, I get the experience mm-hmm. of, of working with other women who are, are going through that. I just turned 50 this year. So it's kind of a big milestone and I am not experiencing menopause. I did kind of start a few years ago. So I'll just briefly yeah, yeah, tell you how I, how I kind of shifted that. Um, it was probably in my mid early, early mid forties when I started having uh, like the hot flashes kind of thing. And it was, they were pretty heavy and I was in major denial, like, no. (laughs) Um, And it was, it was clear and and obvious. But one thing that I I noticed was because from another story from um, many years ago, I had um, a little health scare that got me onto eating very clean, um, you know, being very, uh, careful with, uh, sleep and energy levels and things like that. Um, but at that time when these sort of hot flashes started, I had been sort of like, what we call like off the wagon. Like I was, I was eating breads and and packaged foods and things like that. I forget if it was like, it started with, you know, like one special occasion or someone's wedding and I just indulged and it just kept going. Mm -hmm. So what I did was I went back, like instantly took out all the, like, no, like they say, like, don't eat the whites, no dairy, no sugar, no flour products. And within three days, they completely stopped and they never came back. Wow. I know. I know. I mean, that's my personal experience. And I, and I, you know, it's, um, I'm sure it's different for everybody, but I have known other women who have done that and really. Yeah, no, definitely. Well, 
Yeah. Well, so that's kind of where I'm at. I mean, I haven't had um, a lot of the other things yet. I mean, things shift and change. Of course, the hormones jump about the place. Every decade, it's like, that wasn't where it was last (laughs) year, you know, but, um, but in, in a good way, I, I think really, you know, nurturing self and sleep and stress levels is a massive factor in how the impact is going to show up. Yeah. I yeah. don't know what Jennifer, I think this comes across every time I speak to an expert like yourself, uh, all of my lovely guests, most of them say exactly the same thing. And the biggest thing that comes up is stress levels. And it's, our, I mean, it's a baddie, isn't it? It's a it baddie. Is. It There's is. nothing good. <laughs> I know we're so programmed to believe that we have to take on so much as women, as entrepreneurs, as mothers, as, you know, a- anything mm-hmm. that we, we go, go, go. And we push ourselves to limits that are just not healthy anymore. I mean, I experienced uh, adrenal fatigue and burnout to a level where my doctor was like, why, why are you doing this? If you're doing this for your children and for your business and for all these wonderful reasons, how are you going to do that? If you're dead, like you got to stop your body yeah. can't take anymore. And that's when I was like, boop, light bulb. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Definitely. I get it. It's like the, you know, putting your own mask on or sharpening the saw, like self-nurture is way more important to be number one than anything else. But we're so taught to be selfless and sacrificing and all these things but it doesn't it just I mean bottom of the to-do list is where we end up if no we definitely that, right? ladies are you listening to this because I'm telling you now if yeah. you were in you know if we were in a lifeboat save yourselves yeah, <laughs> like, yeah because the healthier we are yeah the more rested we are the more we can do for other people the more success we can have in business and then the more success we have the more money we make and then the more generous we can be with that so it's kind of like all mixed up and backwards but you know, when you figure that out, it's like, oh, I, I kind of like this because yeah, this yeah. I get to have a better life. Yeah. And, you know, happiness is, you know, is such a key to longevity and, and health. You know, it's just. But and you got to choose it yourself, right? Yeah, you do. You have to choose yeah. it yourself. And that's funny because I actually had this conversation with somebody today and it was about we have a choice and we do have a choice. And and, you know, even when we face really difficult things, not just menopause, but other life oh, yeah. things, you know, yeah. there's a lot in life, not just menopause. You know, this is just tip of the iceberg. It You still have a choice of how you deal with things, and yes. don't you? And yes. so, you know, but the fact that you gave up all of those, um, I mean, I, I'm like you, and I gave up dairy, and actually this is interesting. So this, I would like to ask you this. So my wonderful guest last week, um, who's an amazing nutritionist and dietitian, said that, you know, we need to be eating dairy. Now, it's oh. the one thing that I was like, mm, not me. I don't <laughs> want to eat dairy. And I found that dairy um, made my joints like really ache and actually more than ache, like, you know, yeah. not being able to use my thumbs properly. And as soon as I gave up dairy... They, they were fine again. But um, yeah, it is, isn't it? So yeah. you are definitely a non-dairy person too. I am. And I, I am also um, a listen to your own body person. Like I'm an advocate yes. for see what resonates for you because some people can have can have more dairy than others. And here's the thing. It's yeah. not necessarily yeah. the dairy, it's the processing. And I yes. don't know how different it is in where I am versus where you are, but what happens is something called pasteurization. Mm-hmm. And pasteurization is when they heat the, let's call, let's talk about milk. They heat the milk so hot to kill any pathogens, any bad things in there, um, that they also destroy the live enzymes and the good things that actually would benefit from the dairy. And so our our body, it becomes, you know, pasteurization pretty much renders things non-food. And I'm not an expert and I'm not going to, you know, I mean, go ask your naturopath. They'll tell you the same thing. I have incredible naturopaths in my circle who have taught me these things. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'll tell you a quick story too. When my girls, so my girls just turned 27 two days ago. I have twins. Oh, wow. How Twin girls. Yes, they're wonderful. They don't look anything alike, which is great. They have their own identity. But um, so when they were around three, three and a half years old, um, 
one of them was having chronic ear infections. So it would be 10 days on antibiotics, 10 days off. The infection would come back 10 days on antibiotics, 10 days off. And by the third time I took them to the doctor and I said like, no more, like Mm. this has to stop. She's gray. Like this is killing her. This is, this is not, there's gotta be something else. Cause it, it feels like we're working on the symptoms just blocking that, but we're not, what is the root cause of yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. And at the same time, I said, now my other daughter seems to be coughing at night. She goes to bed and starts coughing. Um, this is a, p- a pattern for her. So what the doctor came up with was um, for the, the daughter with the ear infections, he said, okay, well, we're going to, we're going to schedule her for a tube surgery where they put tubes in your ears and it drains or whatever it does. Um, and I said, okay, well, what are the side effects? What, you know, like mom, I want to know everything. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, in her twenties, she potentially will start to lose some of her hearing. I'm like, how is that? You know, but you trust, you trust, you trust the doctor. Right. Um, and then my other daughter who had the, uh, the coughing at night, he got a stethoscope, listened to her lungs and said, oh, she's pre-asthmatic. And I said, you can tell just by listening to her lungs, that's fascinating. Um, so he ordered a puffer and it, because she's so little, this puffer was massive for her face. Aww. So there had to be this whole mask thing to put on. And so the next morning I administer this puffer and I just, I couldn't shake the vision out of my head of how it was just like, just mama bear was screaming. No, no, no. This oh, it sounds be. horrific. Yeah. So I went back and I was like, okay, what's, when is the puffer done? How am, And he's like, oh no, this is for life. You know, when you're asthmatic, you take medication for life. And, and, you know, when she's older, we'll probably increase the dose. We'll determine then. And I'm like, well, what does this mean for sports and gymnastics and ballet and all these things? And he's like, well, maybe she can get into music or art. So I was like, you know what is this are you kidding me so I was like I want three weeks just give me three weeks and I will like let me do my research let me see what other options and and opinions I can get and he said um I could report you as an unfit mother (gasps) and I was like knock yourself out mama bear is doing it like I know I know So I went and I researched, this was 24 years ago, and I researched and researched and researched. And what I discovered was that was pasteurization and what this does to dairy. Little kids, they're eating ice cream, they're having yogurt and cheese for breakfast, they're having grilled cheese sandwich. Like it was, there was a lot of dairy. So we instantly went off dairy, the three of us, and gone. Ear infections never came back, Um, stopped coughing at night. I went back to the doctor and he said, coincidence. Uh, <laughs> like, okay. Oh, it's fine. Whatever you want to believe is fine. But I really believe that this was the thing. So turns out what happened was pasteurization in the dairy creates a lot of phlegm yeah. and the phlegm is like a protection process of some sort. Again, ask your naturopath. They'll tell you exactly mm-hmm. eloquently why this happens. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like some people, they drink like a little shot of Bailey's and they instantly get all like sinusy and stuffed up or whatever. It's the it's the dairy in it. So what happened when my daughter was would lie down at night, the phlegm would pool in her lungs yes. and cause her to cough. So yeah. we eliminated dairy. The coughing stopped. She would have been on asthma medicine for her whole life. So and then the, the ear infection was the same because it's all ears, nose, throat. I guess is all yeah, connected. Is all, of course. And so, yeah. Anyway, that was my short Jeez. story very long. <laughs> hey, listen, it was a good yeah. story. I would have yeah. gone back to that doctor and said, hey, you know, I'm not a fit mother. You are not a fit doctor. Like, come well, on. I, like, I might have had a couple words for him. <laughs> I'll just keep <laughs> that off the interview. Yeah. Well, we'll all imagine what was said. But, oh, my yeah, God. And not, God. To, not to knock doctors. I mean, they're very important. Well, of you course know, but, they are. But sometimes, are. sometimes, and I think the whole point of the story was, we got to listen to our own bodies because yes. not, not one solution is for everyone. Some people can handle dairy. Some people's yes. guts are just in a way that they can handle it. And I'm kind of jealous. Like that's, that would be yeah. great. There's so many yummy dairy things, but some of us, it's just not. And so, yeah. you know, with anything in life, if we can sort of like lean back and just notice for ourselves, it's just such a huge inroads to, to finding our own, our own comfort and health and, yeah. 
Wow. But clean living. I'm telling you what, ladies, if you could see Jennifer now, like I can't actually believe that she's 50. It's ridiculous. But um, no, really, you don't even need to think it's the truth. (laughs) Well, I was I was lucky because I discovered all when I learned that 24 years ago, that just took me on like a research binge. I was learning about packaged foods and all. I mean, I'm not going to go into that because we'll be over here. Amazing things. I learned so many amazing things of of you know, pretty much the gist of it, if I could sum it up in one sentence is um, what they call perimeter shopping. So in the perimeter of the grocery store, do you say, Mart, what do you say? Uh, yeah, in the supermarket. Supermarket um, <laughs> is, is where like anything, the closer to nature that the food is, the healthier it is for your body. Anything in the middle is usually packaged foods, processed um, sugars, colors, dyes, unnatural flavorings and things uh-huh. like that on the outside is like your fruits, your vegetables, you know, your more organic things. So that's kind of the. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I love that. So yeah, yeah, ladies keep walking around the outside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stay away from the chocolates in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> as lovely as they are, but balance. Right. I mean, I think if we, another great thing to know is that it's, it's the frequency that we're in when we are receiving. So if I'm going to eat you know, some delicious, yummy processed food for dessert, and I'm feeling guilty, my body is not going to receive that well. But if I feel like, you know what, I'm going to have that, and I'm going to love it and enjoy it, then I receive it well. And I just, you know, set an intention that I'm going to receive it in the best way possible. And whatever doesn't belong, see ya. (laughs) Yeah. And and you know what, it kind of comes back to stress, doesn't it? Because it comes back to that. If I, you know, God, I definitely, you know, I say 80% great food and you know, that 20%, not always even 20%, but if I want something, I don't even think about it. I have it. I love it. And it's done. Yeah. But I know definitely that I have friends who, well, they'll be talking about a bar of chocolate they had or a cake they've had. And it's like, we're talking about a cake you've had? Like, do you not just eat it and enjoy it? That's deprivation. When it gets to that level, that it's, it becomes that important because it's sort of like, um, you know, when, when, when my girls were young and we would have uh, wine at meals and they would say, I want some wine. And so we pour them a little bit like, and they would have, and then it just, it lost the appeal of being like some taboo sneaky thing. You know, they didn't, you know, whereas some families, if, you know, if it's a, if you're forbidden to whatever, it makes it more exciting. Like there Mm. must be something exciting about whatever forbidden. So as women, as adults, as human, whatever, um, when we forbid ourselves from things because we wrap the meaning around it, that it's not good for us, it's bad, but we still crave it and want it. There's this, there's this, you know, like, clash that's happening Mm -hmm. so then when we do have it our psyche is saying like "Uh oh bad 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 and we don't receive it well and then we talk about it for days and oh my gosh that (laughs) cake you know whatever whereas if we just like if I like I you know I'll occasionally have things and if I have too much I know like I'm when you get really clean you you know like your limits but you got to get to that level of clearing things out. And then you really are more sensitive and in tune with, oh, you know, I actually don't even want this much. Yeah. yeah. And most of the time it is that, isn't it, Jennifer? It's yeah. like, you don't actually really want it. It is almost yeah. as if, because it's, it's naughty. Like, yeah. I want it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And so have a little, have some, but have, it. have, have <laughs> a pause in between bites or in between, you know, plates or whatever to be like, is, and ask yourself, like, check in, like, do I want more? And it's kind of like, or do I feel deprived and feel like I, I'm I'm giving myself something I'm deprived from? Because if that's the case, that's a whole other that's oh, a whole God, other yeah. story. But if it's just like, no, I'm actually full. That's that's enough. That's all I need. You know, there's moments of binging and then regretting, and you know that can be in many substances. Of course, you know? of course, that's but, not just cake. But that's or how chocolate. we. That's how we <laughs> Yeah, that's how we learn. And that's, that's life. And it's just like, okay, learned, Pat, like, yeah. let, it go. let it go. Just love Absolutely. yourself anyway. Because like you said that it's the stress really, if you can just come back to happiness, you know, your, all your body will go into more alignment. Your, your, you know, your brain releases chemicals to let you know whether you're, if you're in a relaxed state versus a, a stress state, 
if you're in a stress state, it's like, okay, shut down healing and nurturing and all these things, because we need to be prepared to fight or run or, you know, fend off the demons Mm -hmm. in whatever way, where the threat is, we need to be ready for that. So keep all the energy, like keep the blood and the, the muscles and the bones and be ready for that. And everything else can step aside. Whereas we're in a relaxed state, it's like, ah, like think of like, you know, like animals grazing out in the fields, they're relaxed. Digestion is happening. Mm -hmm. So important. Healing is happening. Little tweaks here and there of things to adjust is happening. And, you know, at, at menopause, if we come back to that, there are so many things that shift hormonally. Um, being in a stress state is, is, being in a relaxed state is so beneficial to yeah. allow those shifts to happen smoothly. So we don't have ma- like really bad hot, fl- hot flashes don't have to be that bad. No, I mean, and I know this I've from definitely myself. controlled mine. Exactly. And yeah. I know this from many, many women who were at this level and who brought it down mm-hmm. based on stress and diet. So being in that, just remember like the better treat for yourself is to be in a relaxed state to find happiness and to self-nurture. And I mean, like, I, I'm not dismissing life is like full of lots of holy shit. Got to do this. Not of course do that. Oh my God. And especially if you're also a mom and a business owner and all these things like mm-hmm. responsibilities themselves are overwhelming, but in those moments, just think of, you know, am I, am I just being busy or can I, what really needs me and do that. And, you know, we, we, we don't learn how to delegate. We learn to just hear, I'll just do it because it's easier, but that will age us. Yeah. And actually it's not easier because when do you then have time for for yourself? And like we said at the beginning, that's important for, to put yourself first. And it's like, um, I know Jennifer, you know, I'm a yoga teacher, but I teach that daily that, Have you given yourself, you know, even if they're in my class, I know that sometimes their minds have already gone off thinking about what they need to do next. So it's that, come on, remind yourself, or at least, even if you, all the listeners, please give yourself like 10 minutes a day and please never tell me you're you're too busy for this. 10 minutes a day to stop. It's such a gift. And gift yourself. It is a gift to gift yourself time where you totally and utterly put yourselves first. Yeah, um, so right. And, and love and, yourself, love yourself, love yeah, yourself. Yeah, don't get to the point where I got to, I was so busy and so, I, I never delegated. I did everything myself. I was, you know, 12, 14, 16 hour days working, mm-hmm. being a single mom, doing and burnout. Like yeah. I was like, I'll never forget my doctor's face. He's like, you're done. Like you cannot do this unless you'd want to check out because you can't. And I was lucky that I learned that very young because I got to go on this healing journey, um, yeah. physically and spiritually and, and mentally. But, um, yeah, that's, that's my mission is to tell other people and other women to just like, it's really critical to, it's not selfish to love yourself first. It's not selfish to delegate and to, you know, sort of like yeah. have a life of ease in, in some ways, in, in many ways. And like you said, choice, like it's such, um, it's very powerful. It's one of the modules in my, in my mastermind is, you know, talking about perception. And sometimes we think, well, I don't have a choice because I have to do this and I have to run the business and feed my kids and make the money and do the things. Um, but we always have choice in our perception and how we perceive anything. So how we, we can talk about a certain thing in our life, a certain yeah. element of our life from a stress point of view or from a relaxed point of view. Mm-hmm. And that's, <clears throat> excuse me, that's always our choice of what perspective we want to look at. Some. So if you think of like, okay, so this little dot right here is say like your work. And if you're always looking at it from this perspective here, which is like, oh, it's so difficult. It's so stressed. I'm not making enough money. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Um, you're forgetting that there are infinite ways to look at it that feel Mm -hmm. better. So if you think, okay, or what's another possibility? What's another way I can look at this to feel better, to get more from a stress state into a relaxed state? Well, I can see it as a gift because I'm learning, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Or what's an even better feeling? Well, I see it as a stepping stone to what I actually do want. 
Or what's another, another one? Well, I'm learning this. I'm doing this. I'm gaining this. Oh, this is beautiful. This is amazing. Wow. I love my freaking work. <laughs> you know, <laughs> get to a point where this is really good. Yeah. And when we get into that place of that relax instantly. All the, all the signals are like, ah, okay, yeah, go heal, go be vibrant. And, and I think, I think as well that if, if, um, our lovely listeners are in situations and whether it be work or life that they try to relax or they constantly just think, Oh, but I hate this. or I don't like this. Then my, my view is then don't do it. <laughs> like choose possibly to try and change something. If there's something that keeps coming back at you, that isn't feeling right for you. If something isn't serving you well anymore, then don't do it. Yeah. You know, find an alternative. And that comes even back to menopause, you know, say like you said about, um, you know, this thinking about things in a different way. I, I also think too, say, you know, with the menopause, if you know how you said um, hot flushes, they don't have to be that bad and they actually don't. And I think that there's a habitual way that if we always, you know, like if you think, oh, every time I get a hot sweat, I feel this and this and this and this. Whereas if you think, okay, every time I get a hot flash, sorry, or a hot flush, depending on where you live, um, right, okay. if you get, yeah, if you get a hot flush um, and you think every time I get one, I'm going to breathe in slowly for four and I'm going to breathe out slowly before and I'm going to start to feel calm. Then the next time you get it, your mind starts going, oh, no, this is when I do my breathing rather than, oh, no, this is awful and I'm getting hot. And, you know, I'm not trying to dismiss that it's awful for some people and it can really take over. But we honestly still can do some. I've sat there with my friends when they've gone purple and I'm like, come on, let's do this breathing. Like we can get rid of this. We can get rid of this. And th- um, this is so good, Annie. And it's, you know, it's one of the techniques as well that I teach around association. So anything that happens, we immediately wrap, we, we associate with the meaning that we've wrapped around it. So if it rains, some people, oh, great. And they go yes. into like, this equals not good. Some people are like, oh, this is, I love the rain. And the, you know, so it's, it's our perception that equals how we yeah. respond to certain things. So if you take something uncomfortable, like a mm-hmm. hot, Flush, flush, you call it. <laughs> um, if you take something like that and you associate it with, oh, this is terrible, like you mm-hmm. said, you go through what you said. Or, the, or let's look at it from another perspective. What if you look at it as, oh, this is my body saying it's time to take a moment for yourself. It's your turn to nurture mm-hmm. yourself. So even though it comes in an uncomfortable way, sometimes we need something uncomfortable and painful to yes. snap us out of like, come on, like you got to take care of yourself. Like mine, which was like, that was the end, right? Mm-hmm. It took something that strong for me to realize I needed to slow down. And yes. so for, for this coming up and it's uncomfortable and it's prickly and it's like you said, you're turning purple. Um like we, that can lessen and lessen the more you associate it with, oh, okay. I get to now stop what stop. I'm doing. Yeah. Breathe, maybe go sit somewhere lovely, go, you know, open the yeah. freezer and get like a nice, get, get in. <laughs> whatever's your thing to do. But to remember just to associate it every single yeah. time with, oh, it's me time. I get to have more mm-hmm. me time and self nurture and just keep doing that. And then, I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing because I see this with my clients all the time. We have this process that we do and things will start to shift very quickly mm. with repetition because yes. whatever meaning we've attached to anything else, it automatically shows up because we have repeated that belief over and over and uh-huh. over and over. So in order to get rid of this belief and replace it with this wonderful new belief, we need to repeat this so many times that this one shrinks over here and yes. now boom, here's yes. the new thing. And then you'll automatically go as soon as it starts to feel like, Oh, it's me time. And then you might find yourself happy taking a break instead of having a hot flash. And I know same, like, like I know there are medical things as well. Of exactly. why and flashes happen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah diet, sleep, stress, Mm -hmm. all of that. Um, you know, and some people, the medical route works for them. Yeah. And again, it's personal choice and how you resonate with that choice makes a huge difference. But if you want to try something else, 
come and try this because it's, it's amazing. And hydration is another thing that I wanted to say today. What I, someone told me years and years ago that people wouldn't age if they stayed hydrated 100% of the time. And, um, it's like, if you notice, um, you know, like when you're, when you, you sort of drop off of like staying hydrated and drinking fluids. And, um, it just starts, the more you drop off, the more it feels like, Oh, I should have eight glasses. I should drink more water. And then it feels like a chore and you don't want to, Mm -hmm. whereas if you just naturally stay hydrated, it just becomes easy. But it's amazing when you see, you can, you can reverse age very quickly by being fully hydrated and staying hydrated. Yeah it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. Like I know if I don't, if I'm not hydrated, I'll just do like the finger test where if you stretch your fingers back and you see like little lines, then you know, you're not hydrated. Whereas mm-hmm. if they're like plump and lovely, then it's like, yeah. okay, you're all right. <laughs> yeah. But it's funny, isn't it? And I mean, I would always say to uh, my yogis and people who do my wellness program that, you know, in the morning, have a glass of water by your bed, sip it in the night if you need it. When you wake up in the morning, do not get up till you've drank that glass of water, you know, just, and obviously constantly, I don't understand anyone who actually says, oh, I don't drink water. (laughs) What are you talking about? Okay. Okay. Well, we'll see how that goes then. The other thing too, and I, you know what, I, I meet a lot of people who don't, enjoy water at all. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was one of them. It was like plain water was, it just did not appeal yeah, to me. Yeah, no, and so it. I, a couple of things I did, one was adding lemon to it. Mm-hmm. Definitely helped was more like adding flavor, but also I got a, I don't know if you have soda stream where you add bubbles. Yes, yes, your, yes, yes. That just made it feel more like, cause you could, you could get, um, do you say pop or, or soda pop or what do you say fizzy fizzy drink fizzy drink you can take the sugared ones out of your diet completely and replace it with with just sparkling water it's super helpful but but yeah a lot of people um who so they say well there's water in a can of coke or pepsi it's like oh Uh, that sugar though is just completely dehydrating you and sucking the moisture out of your body that sugar and it's just like it's wreaking so much havoc it's just it's so not worth it even just taking those types of drinks out of your diet will help you so much, mm. but adding the water. So you can have any type of clear tea, mint tea, green tea, yeah, that's, you know, yes. like all those little pretty colorful teas. Um, and even if there's a little bit of caffeine in it, it's still better than not having fluids yeah. to just get your body used to. I mean, and you end up like running to the bathroom every few minutes in the beginning until you get used to it. But uh, it's just so you'll, you'll notice a difference very quickly if you stay hydrated. Do you, what do you think is, um, I mean, to be honest, we probably had questions, but we've kind of answered them all in a roundabout kind of way. It's lovely. Uh, But do you think, I know that you've had a a really successful, um, let's say a successful menopause because you've dealt with it so well and so perfectly. What do you think are the main... (laughs) No, I don't don't agree with you. I actually think you're you're done. I, I, yeah, because... Well, things are, other things are still happening that oh God, the, all of the, um, you know, obviously you're not done as in that way, but as in, um, the hormones may st- change right. and everything, but you, yeah. you live so cleanly that yeah. you've done so much to help it that even if you do have symptoms now, they're going to be met, like you say, with this mindset of, oh, okay, this is okay. And that's my, my mindset with the menopause is definitely like, this is all right. Like I'm enjoying it. I'm living it. I'm just gonna, I'm riding this menopause baby. Um, the, what do you think with your clients? Um, what are their main worries? Would you say, is there anything bigger than what, you know, that we, than what we've mentioned? What do they fear or? Yeah, I, Oh, that's such a great question. And I bet you have some great answers too, of what you've heard. I mean, there's a lot of, um, like, you know, because like from age, you know, somewhere around nine, 10, 11, 12, we start menstruating mm-hmm. and, and, you know, all kinds of changes happen then as, 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 you know, as they are later when, when we're sort of phasing the opposite side of it. Um, and I think it's, you know, we, because of, you know, what happens month after month for our entire lives and and we get used to it. And then when things start to change, and I think it's with, you know, age and the word age 
you know, I, I hesitate to use that. I would say yeah. like years or something instead, because age is again, one of those things that we wrap a meaning around it. Yes. And then whether we say it out loud or not, our psyche, our subconscious remembers what we actually believe about it. And we'll start to manifest that we'll start looking for evidence of whatever we believe about it. And that becomes our reality. And so, um, you know, I would say when we start to notice changes, we will start to associate it with what we know, what we've heard, what someone has said or someone has done. And um, it could take us into fear. Um, gosh, what does this mean for me? What does this mean for me as a woman? I've heard this a lot um, yeah. and we have as well of, um, you know, without you know, a, a menstrual cycle or without, you know, my body being in this, this way, this proportion mm -hmm. that I've been used to, you know, what does that mean for me? Am I still attractive? Am I still um, desirable? Am, you know, and with social media and what we see of, you know, it's all, there's so much youth and perfection in things that even, you know, I have, you know, women in their early twenties who I work with who say like, I can't live up to this perfection. Like it's, it's too much. It's too oh, it's so sad, know. isn't it? I know. And you know, it's, uh, everyone is so beautiful and everyone is so unique and everyone is so worthy. And, and whether you, you've, you know, you've, you've had menopause or not, or you've had a hysterectomy and some parts are not there anymore, whatever, you're still divine feminine. Yeah. And you're still that essence because that essence never goes away. Our opinions can shift and change and our perspectives can shift and change, but we get to come back to that essence. We get to realign with what that means. And I love your attitude because you're in this like, F yeah, I'm oh like, God, yeah, it's fine. It's great. Yeah. And, but, but that's a choice, Annie, like that's a choice. And there's so much coming at us. That's telling us we don't have that choice. So that's why I was really called to speak with you is because mm -hmm. I love the message you're sending out about just be like, be that, be that. And, you know, when you get, you know, certain, I remember like 35, 40, 45, and now 50, I'm like less and less do I attach to like that picture of what I thought I should be or oh, absolutely. Be. like, that's ah, so freeing to just yeah. live I, and choose. Yeah. Jennifer, I don't even like in my vocabulary, I have not, I do not use the word should. I Good. deleted yeah. it years ago because yeah. it literally, what, shoulda, coulda, woulda, like whatever. Like yeah. seriously, like should, you should. Yeah. Really? It, I mean, that's that's putting yes. stress on yourself. <laughs> it's almost like as soon as you use the word should, oh, well, that's just you telling yourself off straight away. Like there's a really great analogy <clears throat> around should. Do you want me to share it? Oh, please, please. Okay, so it's, um, should and supposed to is you always ask like according to whom and compared to what because if someone says oh you you know you should do this say this be this according to who and it's mm -hmm. usually it's just according to people that we assume will judge us in our minds yeah. and it's usually a handful of people that we either know or we just subconsciously always worry about their opinion of us yeah. we think there's almost 8 billion people in the world and here mm -hmm. we are worried about this handful of potentially judgmental people who maybe aren't even thinking about us at all yeah right? yeah so and compared to what so you should do this should you should look like this for instance compared to what compared to right now in this little sliver of time where everyone's focused on eyelashes or butts or yeah, whatever's yeah. the thing of the of the week compared to you go to another country and they're like and there's a completely different belief about it or it's so when we focus in on should and supposed to it's compared to someone else's opinion, someone else's yes. view of the world. So when we turn that around and go, I get to choose and we get to replace should with get to. So if you think of like, um, uh, get to choose. So if you think of have to need to mm -hmm. should post to, so if I were to say like, um, oh, I have to mow the lawn. It's like, oh, have to sounds like responsibility, yeah, yeah. Sounds like whatever, versus if I say I get to mow the lawn because I have a lawn, like now it's like, okay, you know what? Happily and gladly I will do this because this means I have a home and I have the lawn that I always yeah. wanted, right? Yeah. And if you take should like, oh, I should really go to this 
party or this event that I, uh, I don't really want to be there. I'm not comfortable, but I mm-hmm. should. Well, you know what? I get to choose if I want to go. So then if I do go, I'm owning the fact and yeah. being accountable to the fact that I'm choosing it. I'm not being forced, right? So it's just, there's so much freedom in saying get to versus yeah. should have to need to. Yeah. Uh, it's very, it's very powerful. It brings on like what we said from the very beginning of choice, right? Choices. And we, yeah. And we do yeah. have choices in everything. Yeah. And Always. do you know, you know, and people, well, well, no, but I can't choose whether I work or whether I don't. Yeah. But you have choice, like you said, with how you decide to approach that. And it's the same thing again, isn't it? It's, yeah. and it's habitual thoughts of things oh. like, and non-attachment, you know, yes. if, if so, we don't attach ourselves so much to the outcome of things, there's more chance that you would just simply be in. What it's you're so, in. yeah, it's, it's so beneficial. And even, even not attaching to the negative meaning. So yeah. if you say like, I, I have to, I need to work to make the money to support my life. Um, okay. If you, if you want that amount of money and this is where you're working for right now, you can choose to find what's find the best way to be in this position while you put your focus on, this is the job I prefer, I desire, I want to have versus looking all my focus on, I hate this, I hate these people, I hate this work, I hate this, mm-hmm. I'm tired, it's not enough money. Focusing there, it's like wearing blinders. You're missing all of the opportunities. Yeah over here. So if you say, okay, so what do I like? I like the fact I'm getting a paycheck. If that's the only thing you can come up with, amazing. Just, I I have a paycheck. I'm so grateful. I have a paycheck. I'm so grateful. Just focus on any of the little things you like, but then then hold the vision of what do I prefer? Oh, I prefer a job with these people. I prefer a job where I feel this way. I prefer a job where there's this many zeros versus that many zeros. Like, Focus on that, but then always be appreciative and grateful here because that energy will align with this. But mm-hmm. the energy of like anger, frustration will just keep you stuck here. Yeah. I mean, that is it in a nutshell. That's, no, that's really, yeah. <laughs> no, but it is. It That just says it all. That's exactly how it should yeah. be. And, you know, and, and when people do things that maybe don't quite align with what they would prefer then even that is a lesson isn't it and there's always something that you can be grateful that why that happened yeah there's always there's always one little nugget in there that you can get out of something isn't there yeah so you're you're so I was going to say that your program and um you know what you're doing at the moment so your your mastermind kind of um yeah. Go, go on, so, tell us exactly. Sure. What. Okay. So I, I still work with people one-on-one, but um, I've shifted to, if I work one-on-one, it's like very high intention people that are really committed to, cause it's, it's pretty high level badassery as we call it. Um, and what I do with the mastermind is it's, so it's a group of people who come together. So a mastermind tribe is what I call it. So a mastermind is the brain and the tribes is it, the tribe is the heart. So bringing the mind and the heart together. So yeah. um, it's like a, a, a community of belief and support in one another. And some of the biggest breakthroughs, Annie, are when someone witnesses someone else having a breakthrough or having a vulnerable moment because Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, okay, it's, I'm normal. It's okay. It's not just, you know, and then, and then supporting one another to grow. But we, what I've discovered over the last 15 years in my work, and even beyond that, um, because I've always been in sort of um, in this type of a role, people have always sort of gravitated to, to like, what do you think about this? And how can I, you know, um, so I always say this work found me, it was what I was meant to do. Um, That's lovely. Thanks. And so um, uh, I, what I've discovered, and I went through, I spent like, months and months going through all my past client uh, profiles and the work and looking for similarities and patterns. And what I discovered was that the foundational pillars for anyone and everyone, whether, you know, I've had clients who are like top CEOs in massive companies, people who are like broke, you know, single parent, you know, and everywhere in between, Mm -hmm. um, we have the same foundational pillars of what's necessary to 
build strength on in order to maintain any growth above that. So have you ever um, like read a book or been on a webinar or something um, and just was like, wow, this is amazing. Like Mm. this is life-changing. You feel so good. Right. And for like a few days, maybe a couple of weeks, you're like flying high and you're doing great. And then like it starts to drop off. Mm -hmm. And so I was trying to figure out how is it that we can maintain that so that any learning you get, you get to hold on to it. You get to grow it and, and build momentum. So it stays and gets bigger and better in your life. So I came, I came up with the foundational pillars. So in my mastermind, um, what we do is we, it's a 12 week program and every week there's a new, um, there's a new module where it helps you get super self clarity on what's holding you back. You know, what's the past programming and it's not. So when I say like breaking through trauma and building confidence and whatnot, It's not like um, going into trauma and, um, and, you know, feeling terrible again. Sometimes that comes up, mm. but he with this is always forward focus. We get super clear on what you want first. Because if anything triggers and comes up, because we hold things in our tissues, we we have memories that come out of nowhere that are yeah. like painful. But so that when that comes up, you are fully prepared to know exactly what to do to like, okay, where do we go from here? I'm going to focus on this while we're cleaning this up, but we're still going this way. We're still heading in that. Yeah. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. So the, those pillars, and then you, and then it starts like a little momentum starts to happen. And and I love this because I I see it all the time of, of like, Oh, I didn't realize this great thing that I wanted has just appeared in my life or, you know, it's just, there's a sort of pattern or this sort of little magical thing that, you know, that happens for people where when you build that strong foundation, um, and then you make a shift in one area, other areas, it's like this domino effect. Oh, definitely. It's amazing. I just, I love it so much, Annie, like it's so, and I have a masterclass after on that level who I just took on a a week long retreat that was just like, outstanding I just want to be there forever oh I love running retreats do you like I've done my my yoga one this year had to be amazing no it had to be cancelled in Turkey because of COVID oh right oh so um I know last year same for me we had to cancel four of them yeah but but when you do go you do feel like oh god I really could just be here forever this ever you know And yeah. the meeting of lovely people and just the connections. Yeah. And oh, that's love, a huge yeah. part of it is to keep the momentum going after the retreats and after the modules and after, because that was a big thing for me in my learning and the things that we've talked about of, you know, how, like learning something and then, well, how do I keep this going when I don't have other people in my life or at the time when I couldn't afford coaches and, you know, and it was, how do I do that? And then, and so now I've created a way that you don't unlearn, you don't forget, like you get this, you get this level of, it becomes cellular. It's yeah. Yeah. Keep it for life. And there's always, you know, you can always go back to it and always, uh, know what to do and there's always that support system too so it's it's pretty amazing oh it sounds wonderful it hey. sounds wonderful and listeners um as I said you can find Jennifer's um yeah. on her website in the on the website's in your bio isn't it on your Instagram Jennifer yes. Neverfield. yeah find me on it yes Jennifer has one and oh actually you can see it on if it stays on our thing Jennifer has one and Merrifield has one R which is yeah and I'll put it in the notes anyway so they'll be able to look yeah. you up definitely there's a mastermind coming up so if anyone's interested um I'm not a pushy salesperson because I believe whoever is meant to be there you just know like you know yeah. and here we go let's do it yeah oh that's so I always say expect have very high expectations. I know not a lot of people will suggest that, but I like have high expectations of me and the program and of yourself. And it, that's how it happens. Oh, I love it. I love it. Jennifer, I can't believe that we're running out of time. And I have to ask you, I know I have to ask you the question. So my podcast is called, I don't know how it happened, but, and, uh, uh, yeah, I, I have many, I don't know how it happened, but moments in my life and they're constant. They're still happening now. Uh, not today, but they happen. So what what one comes to your mind? I don't know. I think for me, it would be 
like how things just sort of, um, just sort of happen, like books jumping off shelves or, you know, little messages sort of appearing where it's like, if I, if I'm looking for an answer for something and I remember to like plant a seed, like set an intention, it's just the answer appears. Like when I, just before I, I went to my retreat, um, I was heading out the door, everything was packed, ready to go. And I was like, I feel like I'm forgetting something. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, take a moment. I don't have a moment. I'm going to take a moment anyway. And um, so I you know, took a breath. I was like, okay, if there's something I need to remember, like show me. And literally a book was le- leaning up against an ottoman, just like, boop, fell over. And I was like, hmm, what's the title? So I pick up the book. I'm like, I don't get it. It doesn't make sense. And I look on the ground and beside it, there's this little piece of hardware that I had to have that no one else would have that went with the equipment that I needed. And I was like, oh my God, thank you. So it's like little weird things like that. I do have a technique actually that I can, well, I'll share with you after if anyone gets in the mastermind, I'll teach you, but there's a cool technique to make those happen easier, but I love it. Yeah. Hey, I love it. And it is the bar. I don't know how it happens, but it does. Yeah, Um, but it does. Yeah, it absolutely does. Oh, Jennifer, you're going to have to come on again because this is crazy. Yeah, no, really. Yeah. Um, And I know listeners that we kind of went off on tangents, but that's what my podcast is all about. It's got to be lovely conversations with wonderful people. Jennifer, thank you so much. Thank for you, being part of this podcast this week it's an honor to be on the show no it's lovely and my lovely listeners as always thank you for tuning in do come again next week and um as always please 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 love yourself hmm. don't forget to leave me some of your comments or questions on my instagram let life be yoga so yeah. oh thank you jennifer bye Thanks, everybody baby. Bye. Take care. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Please do subscribe and leave a review and rating. Well, if it's good. Or better still, let me know if you've got any I don't know how it happened moments or maybe a question on the menopause. You can message me on Instagram at Let Life Be Yoga, Facebook at Let Life Be Yoga, or why don't you Let Life Be Yoga? You could come and do a class with me. Why not? I've been your host, Annie Hayes-Pantony, and I really hope you join me again soon. Take care.